so you know, for those of you who are not lucky enough to have met you, um, tell us a little bit uh, about you and your center, if you will, Kevin. Well, um, uh, my dad uh, started the business in 1954. Um, his first center was uh, had pin boys. Oh wow! And then in 1956, he uh, um, he built a, a new center that had mm-hmm. automatic scoring. Okay. Uh, and um, you know, I wasn't born until you know a couple years after that. So uh, I don't remember the first center, the one with the pin boys, but I I definitely remember the one that he built in 1956. Okay. So as I was saying, uh, uh, my dad started the business 1954. He was located in a small, small building, downtown Butler. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had pin boys. And then in 1956, he closed that. Uh, when he had a new center built that um, had automatic score. I mean, not automatic scoring, but automatic pin setters. Okay. And um, that center existed until uh, I believe it was around 1983. And um, in 83, that's when uh, we actually had a little fire and um, we ended up, uh, I was, not in Butler at that time. I was uh, living out in Texas, uh, hmm. and uh, but my brother had partnered up with my dad, and um, he um, uh, they ended up buying a, a, a competing center, mm-hmm. and um, they um, they actually moved uh, twelve of the sixteen lanes that they had. At the at the center that they built in 1956, and um, they combined it with uh, the other gentleman's uh, center, and okay. they made it into a 28 lane center. Oh wow! At at the northern part of our, our, our little town. Okay. Right. Um, I came back in 1984, a year after that, and uh, I partnered up with my with my brother, mm-hmm. and. Um, we, you know, we've been partners ever since, uh, but probably somewhere around, let's see, the 86 or 87, we actually bought a bowling center in Nebraska. Oh, really? 12 lane center. Yeah. Uh, it, it, automatic scoring had only been out for not that long, or at least the color version of it. And there wasn't a lot of use scoring out on the market and this particular center in nebraska had it and it was a 12 lane center and uh, uh, we flew out there uh looked at it and we basically bought their assets okay which was Mm. pin centers and the scoring right and um, we brought it back to butler Mm. put it in storage and then we had her build a building uh so we went from 28 lanes at that point to to eventually we ended up at 40. Wow. And we were at 40 up until uh, 2018. Okay. And at that point, we um, we actually went back in time to where we went back to 28 lanes. Yeah. Because uh, we took out 12 lanes. Uh, bowling and 12? Um, uh, to, um, in, in our area. 
and um, we created a uh, event space. Mm-hmm. But um, in this event space, we didn't just we didn't throw anything away. Actually, we repurposed everything. So we took right, uh, right, right. we took parts from um, from the pin setters, and we created chandeliers. We created bar tops. We created tables. We created chairs. You know, we, we did all that. And um, so now we're a 28 lane center that um, can do a wedding at the same time that we're doing a state tournament, which is what yeah. we did last uh, Saturday. Wow. Okay. So, you know, over the years, we keep making uh, adjustments. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, to be honest, you have to keep like keep reinventing yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. To where, Maybe when we started off, we were a bowling alley. Then we became a bowling center. Then we became a FEC. Right. Now we're probably a little bit more like an event center, okay, to yeah. where we're bowling. Um, and, you know, the bowlers provide a, a lot of our resources, okay, you know, the income. And mm-hmm. uh, the um, – but now we're, we're attracting non-bowlers too. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, so also in 1980, I think it was 1997, we actually added laser tag. So we oh, were you one guys of the, have laser tag too? Yes, we still okay. have laser tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of our components. And, and what we found was people would drive past other centers that were closer to them to come to our center because mm. they could not only do the bowling, but they could also do the laser tag. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's a good distinguisher. Right. I mean, it, it was like a one-stop shop. Yeah. But like you said, FEC, um, much more appealing for the average family. Yes, yes. And now, I think you guys have a pretty decent restaurant component too, right? Yes. And um, when we moved to our present location, which was in 1992, um, we – we actually had acquired a liquor license mm. and um, that was part of the component was we added a restaurant and, and, and a bar there. Mm-hmm. And um, we really didn't make very many changes until it was like 20. Let me think here. It was 2014 mm-hmm. when we did a major upgrade in the restaurant Okay, and the bar. Uh, we raised the ceiling, we you know, blew out the walls, we, mm-hmm. we really went all out, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to do much, much better, okay? Yeah. Our sales more than doubled in a short period of time. Oh, wow. Okay? So yeah. it, it was definitely worth our while. Mm-hmm. So now are you, what, what's your split between like a bowling side of the house and like a food and beverage side of the house now? Well, uh, we actually have two separate companies. We have the bowling side and we also have the, the restaurant side. Okay. Mm-hmm. And prior to us doing the, um, doing the new restaurant in 2014, mm-hmm. the bowling side always had been the, the predominant bigger size. Yeah. Okay? Um, the bowling center always sort of carried the heavier weight. And mm-hmm. was able to generate the revenue. Um, when we did the new bar, 
that reversed itself. Really? Okay. Yes. Um, the 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 restaurant and the bar uh, outdoes the outdoes the bowling center in oh, wow. in sales. Yeah. 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 In sales. Okay. Um, the only difference is in the bowling center, your, your cost of goods are much lower. Right. Okay. Where with the restaurant, you know, you're 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 dealing with, um, uh, you know, cost of the food, the cost of the uh, beer, cost right. of whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's taken us a while to become a little bit more acclimated in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, each time we do one of these improvements uh, in the building, okay, um, it, it, it's it's made a big difference. Mm-hmm. And then okay. uh, COVID changed the rules all, all over again okay, to where we had to go outside. And right. um, yeah, being, yeah, being outside for the last two years, we've seen, like a lot of other people, that there's some advantages. Um, because normally in the summertime, you know, it, the bowling centers isn't used as much as naturally during the winter time. Of course. And, uh, so it's, it's a way to, to keep some of our customers year round. And at the same time, it, it's another avenue to be able to bring more people in that maybe might not normally frequent your mm-hmm. establishment. So did you like add a patio or was there something there before? What did you, what did you do for that? Well, for, for the COVID part, um, we, we, we were one of the first ones to, to reach out to the to Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board mm-hmm. going outside. So they allowed us to license our parking lot. Uh-huh. And um, the parking lot, um, we have a front lot and then we have a side lot yeah. uh, closer to where, where Lane 40 used to be. And we sort of fenced off that area uh, for the summer months. Right. And we built cabanas, uh, little, uh, little, I think it was like seven cabanas we built. Oh, and wow. the idea back then was um, if we could get people to come in, we'd be able to have them socially distanced from people that maybe they're not familiar with. Right, right. More comfortable um, because, you know, who was expecting COVID? Okay. I mean, nobody was prepared for any of this. And we had to right. sort of fly by the seat of our pants and right. come up with new ways of um, of uh, of attracting customers. Because right. it, I mean, as an industry, we took a huge, huge hit. Right. I mean, the governor shut us down twice, mm-hmm. uh, once at the beginning of the um, pandemic. Yeah. And then Again, in December of 2020, we were shut down for a period of time until sometime in January of 2021. Right. So, um, yeah. And then even in between, you're still kind of restricted certain capacities. Exactly. I mean, we had a lot of restrictions. You know, at one point we were at 25% capacity and then they yeah. changed it to 50% capacity. Um, you know, we try to follow the rules. Okay. Um, some of our customers weren't happy about it, right. but you know, we were yeah. trying to protect our customers. We, I, 
I was trying to protect our staff. Right. You know, you know, I didn't want that responsibility that somebody got sick on my watch. Right. So yeah, it, it's difficult. It, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, so now, have you seen, so is that outdoor area like uh, here to stay? Do you see still people coming back out for that? Or I guess, is it too early in the season to tell? Well, what we were fearful of was once the pandemic is officially declared over, mm -hmm. that some of these special, let's say, exceptions or leniency yeah. on the rules would disappear. And then all of our investment would go up in smoke sort of right okay? so we started working with our local municipality mm -hmm. and um it, it's taken over a year of attending meetings and so forth to where mm -hmm. we were able to secure um uh variances mm -hmm. that will allow us to have a seasonal parking lot oh very cool okay yeah. Because in the summertime, we don't have anywhere near as many bowlers. Right. The, I mean, our league business is, is almost nil in the summertime. Yeah. But even on open bowling, you know, when the weather is nice, people want to be outside. And I get that. Yeah. So um, it was a way to um, – we had to convince our local people that we don't need like 200 parking spots. Right. In June, like yeah. maybe we need in January. Of course, yeah. So they had to sort of come up with a way to fashion something that was a seasonal variance, mm -hmm. okay, to where between, let's say, May and beginning of November, mm -hmm. um, we can operate with a reduced parking spot number. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, a massive asset then. So it's just taking a whole bunch of steps. We're not a hundred percent there, mm -hmm. uh, but we're over the, I think the hardest steps. Yeah. Right. And do you do anything else to promote it? Like uh, music or cornhole or anything other outdoor activities? Well, we, we have to be careful on the music when you're, uh, that's one of the things that the local authorities are sensitive about. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I mean, in our particular situation, we really don't have any houses nearby. Okay. The only issue is is um, we're up on a hill, and sound will carry. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a high school right next to us, so we're not bothering them. And then we have a lot of woods right next to us, so we're really not bothering anybody there. Yeah. Okay. So, but you know, we're going to be doing some bike nights, which we've done for a number of years. We'll mm -hmm. continue that. Um, we're looking at maybe even adding a, uh, a Jeep slash bike night. And that would be something special for our area because mm -hmm. the Jeep was actually invented in Butler. Really? So every June we have the Jeep festival in downtown mm -hmm. Butler. Yeah. And we have the largest number of Jeeps assembled anywhere in the world. It wow. happens in, here in little old Butler. Okay. Who would have thought? Yeah, it's, it's very cool. So mm -hmm. we're going to expand, like I say, our normal bike night to include Jeeps on certain nights. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I, I'd like to have a um, uh, an Oktoberfest mm -hmm. in the fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's another option that I, I'd like to have. Yeah.
Yeah, I've seen those do really well, the uh, Oktoberfest. And, and we have a lot of other features that are going to be out there. We're going to have like fire pits. Um, mm. We bought a really cool 1962 Scotty trailer. Okay. And we had a local company modify it. So now it's like a mobile bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a picture that looked really cool. So that, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we got, um, like I said, we're going to have some water features. We have a big tent that mm. we can uh, uh, be able to seat 150 people. So mm. that's, that's coming. Oh, wow. So we'll a lot of functions. Yeah. Uh, anytime we've done things, my rule of, of thinking always has been, it's going to take at least a couple of years for it to take root. Right. Okay. Uh, our space that, that we took out the 12 lanes, uh, which we call the back alley, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, COVID sort of messed up the, the two year mark on that. Yeah. But uh, right now we're getting a lot of inquiries for that room. So like for events, for events and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, do, do you use the uh, outdoor space for events as well? Or is it we just the- will. Okay. We haven't had a really fancy outdoor space yet. Yeah. And, and, and the reason for that is we didn't know if we were going to be allowed to keep it. Right. So there's, there's always some reluctance there to spend a ton of money. Of course. Something, only to have somebody else say, hey, you can't do that anymore. Right. Because COVID is gone or, or reduced, okay? So we're, we're actually planning on building, uh, uh, adding a building that's going to house bathrooms and a dressing room. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, we're works. planning on being out there permanently. I, mm-hmm. When I say permanently, I mean seasonally, but every year, yeah. okay? So um, I mean, we're, we're excited about that. Yeah. So if you had to say some different business lines or you know things that you're pursuing events is, is up on that list of things that you're moving towards i'm sorry what was that so out of the different you know uh product lines that you're trying to pursue it sounds like events is, is high on your list of where you're moving towards well yeah i would say yes and mm-hmm. part of the reason is is we're we've been in business so long in Boeing, okay mm-hmm. that Everybody sort of knows us, and yes, we do a lot of bowling events, okay, mm-hmm. and, I, and I most certainly don't want to downplay that at all, right. but um, we've there's only so many events you can do because sure. we've already done them, okay, right. or, or, or we do them on a regular basis, but um, now the outside stuff, that's sort of like new territory for us. Right, opens and, up uh, new, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to get a sense of, so, you know, we talked about uh, the history and, you know, leading up to where we are now, uh, wouldn't mind getting a sense of where you think the industry is headed or where you guys are headed as a company for the next year or five years, you know, what do you see? Well, the the industry keeps changing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were one of the first in the industry to do laser tag. Right. We did. We bought that equipment in 1995, mm-hmm. and for us to get uh, to actually see the equipment, my my brother, who's my partner, we had to drive all the way to Maryland. That was the closest 
location to us. And we're in Western Pennsylvania, which is yeah. Pittsburgh. So it wasn't right. like around the block. Okay. Uh, so I thought we were like ahead of the curve on that. Um, we are most certainly, then we did our big upgrade on the bar. Okay. Where we have garage doors and we have, you know, and the smoking deck has moved outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we were sort of ahead of the curve for most of the industry there. Okay. Yeah. Um, because we had such a big building, you know, and we had 40 lanes, which maybe we don't need, you know, we, we definitely didn't need that many lanes in, in 2022. Yeah. So it was, um, it was sort of, I think we're ahead of the game for trying to do the events. Mm-hmm. Now, some centers, you know, if you're not a big center, you know, you take out 12 lanes, you know, you might be taking out a lot of your lanes. Okay? Right. Yeah. We still at 28 left. Sure. Uh, we, we actually still meet the criteria for the state of Pennsylvania for hosting their big state tournament because yeah. you have to have at least 28 lanes there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, it seems like uh, a lot of people are diversifying these days and, you know, golf simulators, axe throwing, um, uh, you know, laser tag, different areas to try to move to the FEC style. And everybody probably, you know, every area is probably a little bit different. Okay. As to what's going to fly and what's not. Mm -hmm. Okay. I meant um, we as owners and, and, and also managers, we have a history of like going to see other places, seeing right. what other people are doing. And then I think we've been pretty successful in bringing back some of those ideas. Yeah. Trying to incorporate. Right. Like one of the things that we do is um, we call it pigskins and pins. Mm-hmm. The industry might call it folding. Okay. Okay. Very big in Detroit. Yeah. You take a football and you throw it at bowling pins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw some pictures on your website. Okay. So that is sort of pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is it going to take the country by storm? I doubt it. But for (laughs) us, it's like a little bit of a niche product. Yeah. That much. I mean, we got the bowling pins laying around. Okay. All we had to really do is buy uh, some footballs. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's a nice little feature that um, that we can add into our mix, right? Like what the back alley is all about, because it's we have the bowling, we have bocce, we have cornhole, mm-hmm. and then we have what we call pigskins and pins. Yeah, and that's indoors still. That's indoors, but during the summer, some of those things can go outside. Okay. Yeah. Of, in fact, almost all of them can. Yeah, no, that's very cool. Um, so before we uh, wrap up, I just wanted to ask a, a couple other questions. Sure. Um, one of the biggest ones that I'm seeing a lot pop up when I'm talking to people uh, in the industry is staffing, as I'm sure you felt, you know, things here and there. What are you doing these days to handle staffing or, or you know, keep employees there? Well... You know, that's a big thing that's facing the whole country, okay? Right. Um, you know, I think, and, 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 and 
yes, we probably have had some staffing uh, issues like everybody else. I don't think we've had it as bad as what I've talked to other places. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is, is our general manager. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's very hands-on and he um, is sort of like working for a family instead of working for, you know, a company that, you know, maybe employs up to 60 people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, so do we lose people? Yes. Do we lose less than I think most of the other rest of the industry does? I think we're doing a little bit better job there in holding on to our people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, some of our mechanics have been with us for a long, long time. Yeah. Some of our key people have been with us for a long time. Um, you know, naturally part of our industry is you get some high school kids. We may be their first, first, uh, uh, first job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or first serious job. And, um, you know, you're only going to have them for a certain period of time because they're going to move on. They're going to go to college. They're going to, you know, do something else. Okay. So that's yeah. what I see. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like um, maybe creating a good work environment and having a, a good leader at the helm are, are two of the key contributors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds about right. Because, um, yeah, I mean, you, you're in one of the worst hit industries and it sounds like you guys have you know managed to get along pretty well. Well, we, we, we muddle through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's days. <laughs> um, the other one I wanted to ask about that people seem to have issues with is uh, sourcing food and supplies. Have you had much issues with that or how do you guys handle the shortages? Well, you know, uh, it, it's funny you talk about the supplies because right now, like, you know, one of our suppliers is Pepsi and mm-hmm. we can't even buy cups. Okay. Really? Pepsi. So yeah. my general manager is trying to source out getting certain size cups. Uh-huh. Um, we've, we've occasionally hit some hiccups. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we know that there's, you know, some sensitivity or, or shortages. Okay. You know, we, we try to get ahead of the ball. Okay. And, um, but yes, we've had the similar things that other centers probably have faced. Yep. Okay. I mean, during, I think it was, can't remember exactly which month it was but our food purveyors were having a serious issues with they had a lack of drivers mm, yeah okay and you know we sort of split our business between couple couple different purveyors and that sort of came back to bite us in, in one degree because when you split your business then you're not as big to somebody else right so these uh one of our suppliers had to make a hard choice and they basically said hey uh, since we're short on drive drivers we're going to just concentrate on a certain size yeah companies right and unfortunately for us we, we didn't make that cut right. um, our other provider stepped in and, and helped us quite a bit 
Okay. So, I mean, we did get through it. We knew it was going to be temporary. Yeah. And um, even on this other shortages of stuff, we know it's going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, we actually remodeled a kitchen and it took us six months just to get gas fryers. So, um, and some of the other equipment we ended up going out on the used market. Yeah. Just to um, see what was out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just remaining flexible, adaptable, mm-hmm. seems to be, you know, just juggling along. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the last thing is, since it's what we do, I figured I'd ask you uh, a little bit about how you guys promote yourselves. Um, maybe some of the thing, the channels you use or ways that you uh, get the word out there or promote Family Bowl away. Well, I mean, we have a couple of people on our staff that are pretty uh, social media uh, savvy. Okay. Okay. So um, we, 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 you know, we, we do a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, during, right before COVID, we were working on certain big projects and one of them was a revised website. Yeah. Which looks and, great, by the way. Yours looks really good. Well, good. Thank you. I look at a lot of them and they're far behind what you guys have. So it's pretty good. Well, thank you. So, you know, then COVID shut us down mm-hmm. and we had, uh, luckily we worked with this particular lady who was helping develop this website. Mm-hmm. She under, she understood what we were going through, you know, the difficulties yeah. that she had empathy for us. Okay. And she worked with us and we sort of decided, okay, when we are allowed to reopen, this is mm-hmm. something that's going to be usually important for us to have okay. this thing done. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of 2020, when COVID started, there was a lot of things that got shelved. That was not one of them. That was like okay. one of the few things that we decided we're going to continue with working on and we're going to see through this. Okay. Yep. And everything else would have to sort of wait. Right. So, okay. So uh, mainly the website and then social media seem yes. to be the big two for you. Okay. Pretty much so. Excellent. Yeah. And you got some great. We're, we're around. What's yeah. that? Everybody, when people think of bowling, in our mm-hmm. town, even though we have a lot of competition, that they, they, I think they think of us first. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's strange how many bowling centers are out in Pittsburgh. Uh, I look at, I've seen maps of the concentration in the Pittsburgh area. Western PA just has, it seems, so many more. I don't know why. Yes, I, I mean to be honest, in, in our little town, we're one of four. Okay? Yeah, and they all have been around for a long time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're all like family owned, so they're, you know, their respective families sort of have everything in, invested in their locations, mm-hmm. so they, they try their best to make sure that they uh, open the doors the next day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's a lot out there, um, so I'm sure it's competitive, but uh, you guys seem to be doing really well at the moment. Um, so just to, to take it home, is there any uh, lessons or, you know, things that you think have helped you most along the way or things you recommend other proprietors uh, 
try to implement in their business or what would be your, your words of advice for uh, running a center today? Go and look at other places hmm. because, you know, maybe you're a very smart person, but mm-hmm. everybody's doing something maybe a little bit different that maybe you should consider. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, um, Boeing proprietors will talk with other proprietors, mm-hmm. especially if they're not in the same town. I mean, right. they're more hesitant if, if they're on the street. Sure. But uh, I have found my experience with Boeing proprietors. They're very proud of their establishment. Mm-hmm. And um, they will uh, share information mm-hmm. with you um, that you might be surprised. Okay. And they'll sh- sh- share ideas, the things that they have worked on, because they're proud of those things. Right. So, yeah. No, I like that. That's a great takeaway. Is that something you mainly do? Uh, or you do some at the like the uh, expo, or this is just all the time go and visit centers whenever you're somewhere near a new one? Well, like when we were going to do our uh, bar renovation, mm-hmm. um, my brother Joe and I, we went to Philadelphia, we went to Buffalo. We went to Florida mm-hmm. and we went to uh, Nebraska. Okay. Okay. So we went to a lot, you know, we try to find out places that we had heard are um, a little bit more innovative. Yeah. Okay. And we would go and we would see what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Part of the back alley, we ended up in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and we went to Pins Mechanical, and we okay. saw something that actually solved one of our problems in our design, and mm. you know we came back uh, much more uh, fulfilled, you know, knowing that there was an answer to the question that that we had. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's really cool. So you're saying sometimes it does pay to go to a bar and drink. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> up to a point. Every once in a while, <laughs> I like that. That's great. Well, um, <clears throat> that's really all I have, Kevin. I really appreciate you taking some time. Um, I'll put this uh, together and share it with you when it's finished. But uh, I do really appreciate you taking the time to share some of the things that have worked for you. Uh, yeah, no problem. I'm sorry mm-hmm. the video on my end might be a little bit bouncy here because I'm trying to hold no, this at all. No, it looks great. You got the you got some good lighting going on too. Okay. Well, th- yeah. well thank you very much for us. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll be in touch. I, I, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Mm-hmm.